0: WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Well, it was on election night that we got word of a horrific crash on Interstate 55 that we later learned took the life of one person, uh, injured a couple of others. That was uh, a horrifying story to learn about. It turned shocking. When we learned that the suspect in that crash was someone who had already been involved in the January 6th insurrection and is facing federal sentencing for his actions there. Uh, and now today another stunning twist in this case as the charges in it uh, have been upgraded via Sangamon County Grand Jury indictment, an initial charge of reckless homicide, now a first degree murder charge. To explain what we know about this case at this point and what prosecutors hope to prove in court, Sangamon County State's Attorney Dan Wright joins us live this afternoon. Dan, thank you very much for the time we appreciate it.
1: Of course, Jim. Thank you.
0: Well, uh, again, um, before we get into some of the particulars of the suspect uh, himself, because that's one of the things that makes this such a unique case, let's talk about this grand jury indictment that uh, takes a case initially charged as reckless homicide with a, a DUI component to it and has now upgraded that to first degree murder. Why is that the appropriate charge in this case?
1: Well, first of all, thanks, Jim, for having me um, and I make a, a key distinction between charges and uh, offenses for which an individual is, is arrested on uh, in the field based upon a probable cause uh, that law enforcement determines. Um, and then no one is formally charged with anything until uh, the state's attorney's office uh, files a formal charge, whether it be through. Uh, criminal complaint, and then taking that through the preliminary hearing process to establish probable cause for the case to continue, or as in this case, taking it to grand jury. So um, he was he was never formally charged with reckless homicide. That was one of the the, the offenses for which he he was arrested at the time. Uh, but as the investigation uh, continued, and as is set forth in our uh, petition to deny bail, uh, and in the the six count indictment itself. Um, the Illinois State Police investigation yielded information um, that, that warranted the, the filing of a first-degree murder charge, which is um, filed under Section um, 9-182 of the first-degree um, murder statute in Illinois, which specifically uh, provides for that charge in a case where someone does acts which cause a death, um, where um, they have knowledge that those acts— Uh, create a substantial probability of great bodily harm or death uh, to another person. And uh, the evidence developed by the Illinois State Police supported that. uh, the filing of that charge uh, and that resulted in the grand jury indictment today, a six-count indictment which included uh, one count of first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated DUI involving a death, um, uh, another count of um, aggravated DUI involving great bodily harm, um, and uh, aggravated fleeing and eluding.
0: Uh in the charging documents one word jumped out at me and that is intent that in charging him with first degree murder the allegation here is that he engaged in the actions that led to this crash uh it, it, with an intent uh, uh of causing uh great bodily harm perhaps to himself perhaps to others is that in fact the allegation here Well
1: the you know the charging instrument uh, speaks for itself, but what we would, what we have alleged, and what we would, we would we have to prove at trial is that uh, that, that these acts were undertaken um, knowingly and, and and with knowledge that um, that those acts could result were substantially probable to result in great bodily harm or, or death to another. And the investigation, um, uh, very thorough and comprehensive investigation performed by the Illinois State Police, um, uh, supports those those allegations, and, and we intend to pursue those and and prove them beyond a reasonable data trial. And and that brings us again to the
0: fact that the suspect here, one Shane Jason Woods of Auburn is someone who has already been in the court system for his actions related to the January 6th, 2021 insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. He's facing sentencing next month. Uh, Is there a a connection here? Uh, And I understand you're limited in what you can say on this, but can you you speak to uh, why you believe that that intent was there and what might have motivated uh, the conduct in question.
1: Well, of course, I can't uh, speak to um, any you know pending federal matters. The, the the one that you referred to is being handled by the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, for the District of Columbia. So um, that that is not at all related to uh, the charge that, that we filed today. Um, but <clears throat> um, as is disclosed in our in our petition uh, to to deny bail, um, the investigation included. Uh, Um, statements that the defendant made both before um, and after the incident that indicated um, that uh, he he planned to enter upon um, Interstate 55 and, and collide with another vehicle.
0: Now, um, there's also, as you noted, a a charge of uh, fleeing and eluding a peace officer. It had been reported uh, earlier this week that uh, this individual was involved in a traffic stop just prior to this collision. Uh, So can you talk about that interaction at all? Was there an opportunity to have prevented this at at that point? And and what happened during that exchange that ultimately resulted in, in him getting back out on the road again?
1: Well, all I can speak to is uh, you know what the charging instrument and what we have filed publicly um, uh, states, and 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 that states that he was um, uh, stopped by the Duvernay Police Department um, as a result of a, a violation of the Illinois Vehicle Code, um, specifically speeding, um, and that during that traffic stop, when. Um, uh, the Vernon police department uh, was engaged with him subsequently um, a deputy from the Sangamon county sheriff's office arrived and as they <clears throat> were approaching to reengage with with the defendant it's alleged that he uh, that he fled in his in his truck
0: and, and that would have been just minutes before this this crash then is I that, think that's, that's correct. Now, uh, you uh, have, in addition to uh, this, this grand jury indictment today, you have also petitioned uh, to have uh, Shane Jason Woods held without bail. Uh, and what's the status of, of that petition at this point?
1: Well, um, as is the case in, in any uh, situation where uh, someone is indicted by the grand jury, uh, they have to be arraigned on those charges formally, just as in any other felony case. Um, And that will occur tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. at the Sangamon County Courthouse. And and at that time, um, you'll be arraigned on those charges. And and we uh, will also ask the the court to take up our petition for for denial of of bail. And the reason that that was filed, um, I mean, the surrounding circumstances speak for themselves. um, And the $2 million bond that was set was set prior to the filing of the first-degree murder charge. um, And we think it's appropriate, given all the surrounding circumstances. Um, uh, that um, that the defendant be held without bail, as is indicated in the, the publicly filed petition
0: to deny bail. Sangamon County State's Attorney Dan Wright is with us this afternoon. And, and Dan, I'm going to ask you a hypothetical here, but it's the type of hypothetical you've been asked a lot about in recent weeks. Had this incident happened after January 1st, uh, with the current uh, language of the Trial Fairness Act and the Safety Act, would you have been able to petition to have him held without bail, uh, given the nature of the charges here, uh, if that law were in effect on January 1
1: well certainly a first degree murder charge we would have uh, under these circumstances um at, if it had occurred after january first and the, the the current language of, of the, the safety act um, uh, was in effect we would have we would have petitioned uh, for um, uh, pre-trial detention and uh, under the standards of, of the safety act of course first-degree murder is a uh non probationable forcible felony um and we would have we would certainly would have petitioned to, to have Um, the defendant detained uh, subject to those standards. As you mentioned,
0: uh, these charges are not related directly to the uh, federal charges for which uh, Shane Jason Woods is due to be sentenced in January involving an assault against a police officer and against a journalist uh, in the events at the U.S. Capitol. But how does this work, given that he is still facing those charges has sentencing pending there and, and potentially federal custody looming uh, who gets priority here and will you be able to pursue this case without having to turn him over to the feds well that's
1: that's something that um is is dependent upon a number of 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 procedural and substantive factors that i I can't get into and 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 you're right that would be uh something that um you know will be handled uh, by the courts in in due course And,
0: and we don't know how quickly there will be some resolution to that question
1: uh, you know, I, I can't speak for the federal judge in, in D.C. or the U.S. Attorney's Office in the District of Columbia. We're focused on uh, seeking justice in Sangamon County on, on the charges uh that the defendant uh, was indicted upon uh,
0: this morning. And you mentioned uh, earlier uh, today in a, in a news conference on this, uh, there are multiple charges here. Were he to be found guilty of all of them that you would be seeking to have him uh, held uh, consecutively on some of these charges as opposed to concurrently, concurrently would mean a shorter sentence because he's serving the sentence for all of the offenses at the same time, but you would actually have at least some of these as uh, sentenced consecutively. Can you explain that briefly?
1: Yes. Um, you know, the, 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 sentencing structure in terms of what's concurrent and what's consecutive is dependent upon a number of different statutory factors. But under these circumstances, um, you know, we would seek a, a determination, um, by the court that, um, the sentence of between 20 and 60 years on the charge of first degree murder, uh, should be served consecutively to, uh, the longer of, of, of any other charge that he's, that he's convicted on the, the aggravated DUI death pertaining to, um, uh, uh, the young woman who, who passed, uh, I, I think, you know, would would merge with the, with the first-degree murder upon conviction of that. Um, but, for example, the other charge um, of, uh, for example, the aggravated DUI, uh, great bodily harm uh, in respect to a, a separate victim, uh, could be determined uh, by the court under Illinois law to be served consecutively. And that, that particular charge uh, is eligible for 1 to 12 years in the Department of Corrections, served at 85%.
0: Sangamon County State's Attorney Dan Wright, appreciate you taking the time.